this. All right, okay. Let's do this because I got feelings. Um, I got feelings, and this is the funny thing. I got feelings about a franchise that, as you both know, I care very little about. And it's... <laughs> Good start, Steve. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Screenfish Radio. I am so glad that you could join us this week. Woo! It's Halloween. <laughs> scary kids. Oh, it's scary. Uh, <laughs> I love YouTube. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm so glad you could join us this week as we are talking about Halloween ends. And to finish off the franchise, we have our horror experts. Ex, ex, how did I say horror properly and not experts? Experts. The experts, um, Alan Chabot and Catherine Erskine. Thank you both for joining me. I appreciate it. Oh, cool. No problem. <laughs> I'm here to fight with both of you. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, this is going to be fun. Um, Halloween Ends takes place four years after her last encounter with masked killer Michael Myers as Lori Strode is living with her granddaughter and trying to finish her memoir. Mar Myers hasn't been seen since, and Lori finally decides to liberate herself from rage and fear and embrace life. However, when a young man stands accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that forces Lori to confront the evil she can't control. As always, this podcast is rated S for spoilers. So let's have at it. What did you think of Halloween Ends? Well, well, well why don't you go ahead? <laughs> I kind of want to hear Cat first, actually. Yeah, really? Yours yeah, first before I give you mine, because you know I, I'm sensing very... something really good from Alan. <laughs> oh, okay. So get the garbage one out of the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm just no. not. I'm. I am. I have a feeling that Alan is going a direction that I didn't expect Alan to go on this one. So I, I. Uh, Listen, yes, it's four years later, and yes, Lori's writing her book, and her granddaughter's living her life and trying to get herself away from that victim role, but I really <laughs> liked how they had Michael Myers kind of as the shadow that's like weak and in the sewers and recovering <laughs> from a very, very significant beating four years ago. And I do also like the fact that it speaks to what evil is and what, what it does and how it consumes you, right? We have, what's his name, Tim, Tom? Corey? Corey. Oh, Corey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Corey. Corey from the, Corey story. the, the previous movie, right? He was no. He's oh. brand new. Yeah. Anyways, I thought he was the gardener, but no. so we have <laughs> he him. Was, he was doing... in the background. He was he was cutting the weeds. Yeah. Uh, say, hey, yeah. what what's going on over here, everybody? <laughs> but babysitting a kid—that's just a pain in the ass. Which goes back to the original Halloween's, where you're babysitting kids that are pains in your ass, and you're just trying to make a couple extra bucks, and you're a totally normal kid. And then all of a sudden, 
a tragic accident happens that tragic, <laughs> tragic uh, her graphically gross accident. that was that was a very graphic tragedy i was like yeah. oh, wow but it was wow. like campy too right it was like that over the top death right so this kid has to live with the opposite of what Lori's granddaughter has to live with where Lori's granddaughter is the like creepy girl but she's also the one that survived where he is being seen as a perpetrator and has to kind of parallel with her deal with that in a very small town which i thought was smart and it's how he deals with it and how he gets involved with michael myers and his ability to her ability to go away from the evil and his ability to get sucked in by it and Lori's also stagnant in the sense that she's quote unquote living free and without fear but all she is is consumed by her book and consumed of thoughts of michael to the point where her granddaughter's even fed up with it and is like you're not really like she's really still stuck in it and not letting herself be free until this book is complete so all of that and the gory death of the campy death at the beginning really speaks to the old stuff like they're honoring what they started with and laurie still kicks ass and she still is true to her character and this town is just dealing with this and he gets sucked into it and it's I'm sorry, but maybe he wasn't as strong as the others, and maybe there was a bigger backstory for him about who he was, but Michael sees in him almost an ability to kind of drain him of what he has in order to heal himself, and he becomes the stereotype creepy kid who accidentally or didn't accidentally kill someone. So I like the themes of evil in there and the fact that even if you're trying to fake your way out of it like Lori was she was still trapped by it he was consumed by it and her granddaughter just wanted to get away from it and in the end the town got what it wanted and there was like funny stupid parts in it too right like all those jokes and everybody coming together at the end was totally ridiculous Wait, there were jokes it wasn't I think they can make fun of themselves. <laughs> there was dumb parts were not serious. They were oh, making fun okay. of themselves. Yeah, you know, that whole comedy scene in the middle. <laughs> so they were able to speak to the story, speak to the evil that is within everyone and the potential of evil in everyone. And they were able to stick through to the campiness of the end where they all kind of like gathered together and kill him. There was no massive social commentary. There is just stick to the storyline and stick to the stuff from the past. Like when she lifts the knife to kill him and there's the glint of his face in that blade, that's literally the poster from one of the movies. And there were nods to all of that. So of course they left it open because where's Corey, (laughs) right? You know, we never saw that final kill. Corey dies. Does he? We never see him after uh, yeah, you do. His body's on the ground when the cops walk in. His body's on the ground, but that's happened with that's happened with Michael Myers before. Okay. Wait, wait, it's wait. Just... You're comparing Michael Myers to Corey. Maybe Michael's is now. Maybe Michael is now in Corey. Maybe Corey is now the new Michael. 
and his his legacy of evil lives on does it ever really die but i'm just saying they leave it open for interpretation and i know about that true they do they do you're you're not wrong although if they ended it on a 13th movie i think that would be really appropriate too (laughs) and they released it on a friday it's all connected connected (laughs) all in all it paid homage to what we watched growing up it made its own little jokes it discussed the difference between good and evil and how one becomes evil and they put him in a giant shredder at the end (laughs) and all of the victims were there before even that older black lady whose husband got died when they were using the uh whatchamajigger was it them that was playing with the drone or whatever? <laughs> but I just felt it was fun. It was a, a Halloween movie and it stuck to the plot. I didn't need anything big. I just needed Michael Myers and Laurie facing off against each other. And that's what they gave you. That is that is true. I got what I paid for. <laughs> I didn't pay for it, but... <laughs> say, you covered it for us. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I got what I paid for my popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> that diarrhea that happened. That's after. right. <laughs> All um, right, fight me, Alan. Ha- hashtag Halloween ends gave cat diarrhea. Uh, it did. How can I top that? Halloween oh, ends <laughs> ruined my end. Uh, I, I didn't have diarrhea from this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was fine. <laughs> The moment I got home and found it, I could download it. I was like, okay, I can do this now. <laughs> All our listeners are thrilled that your bowel movements were normal in this in this yeah. particular screening. But I'm lactose intolerant, so I mean, like, I could oh have had <laughs> Technically, I could have said it scared the sheesh out of me. My opinion on this movie is I agree and disagree with you. I liked the first half. I did not like the second half. Okay. Um, I didn't mind the whole, uh, you know, Michael mentorship with uh, Corey. You know, I thought it was a good take. I was like, you know, because then it made me question, you know, is there, if, okay, what exists in Michael? Is it an essence? Is it a thing? Mm-hmm. Did it pass? Because there's this part where he, they do look at each other before yeah. he lets them go. And it made me wonder, like, is that supposed to be a supernatural element? Like, I don't know. Like, Michael is always this, like, historical kind of, well, not historical, but I mean, like, you know, we didn't know, you know, what it was. What Mm -hmm. keeps coming back? Is it evil? Is it an energy? Is it a power? Is it, like, you know, what is it? So, you know, that kind of was interesting. But they, I also feel like this was the first Halloween movie where they actually made him look old. They did. So every movie, I'm not saying, you know, it's not an interesting take. It's just, you know, you have this mystery behind somebody where you think, you know, they could be anything, which means like almost like a Jason or like a Freddy, like they keep coming back to like humanize him immediately. It was like, okay, this isn't the same Michael that we're used to seeing. Mm. So I, I understand the kind of the concept, but I also feel like the lead up is what I'm kind of missing because like it was so like on point for the first two and then they did the jump which maybe it was necessary I don't know I still feel like it maybe if it was the same night maybe that closure still could have been but then they couldn't have done the mentorship so I mean like it's like one of those things that's like I'm still okay with it but then I didn't like how they twisted it 
um, him stabbing himself, although brilliant, but at the same time, I was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, but then it made me wonder, you know, is it in him too? Is he going to come back? It's definitely one of those things. As far as the battle, though, I mean, I compare that to like a Freddy versus Jason kind of thing. That was an epic battle. And I didn't find this one to be very epic. So, I mean, it was final. Yes, they killed him. They paraded him around town to show everybody that he was dead, you know, bled him dry. You know, it was a little, you know, I, I got it, but I also felt like it was too easy. It was like, that's it. Like you gave me three movies and this is it, you know, like, and then like the fact that everyone decided to be nice to her afterwards is kind of a stupid too. Cause it was like, you know, like why they were hating on her in the first place. Like that's not her fault. She didn't ask him to come after her. So, I mean, to blame her throughout that, I wasn't happy with the people, you know, yelling at her, making her feel like bad, you know, because, like, what did she ask for? She was a teenager that got stalked by a crazy idiot that continued on for 40 years. Like, <laughs> are, are you really going to hate her that much? Like, she didn't do anything. <laughs> so, um, but the movie, okay, I can't say I didn't enjoy it. Obviously, I'm going to always say, you know, I'll enjoy the movies that, you know, what they do. But, like, I did not feel like I got my due with this you know because you know there is some question of is it going to pass on with this you know now missing body mm-hmm. you know it could jamie lee curtis signed a thing saying that she's not coming back ever so her character is done but i mean i also thought it was going to go a different route when i was watching it in the beginning i thought the daughter granddaughter was becoming the new Lori, and he was becoming the new michael and it was like oh now he's gonna chase her now and become all obsessive and then you know they'll kind of drag it from there but they obviously it didn't go that route so I mean I had a lot of different thoughts when I was watching it so I was trying to figure out like okay how does this all tie together why is this so epic and you know maybe because they had so much action in the first two maybe that's why it was a bit more softer I don't know but I just felt like for the ending not that it wasn't good I just felt like it needed more because I also wanted to question like is Lori going to die like, is she finally going to get taken out? Like, is she going to end up leaving with a really bad scar this time? You know, like, there was a couple of moments where I felt like, okay, you know, is this it? But I mean, she got him. But I, at the same time, I was like, you know, is that the final ending for her, though? I mean, like, maybe? I don't know. I feel like I always like the idea of them kind of both be- taking each other out, you know? Like, that yeah. final, like, ha, ha, you know, they give a look or something. And then it's just like, I mean, I'm more intense that way, but that's just my thoughts on it. But I mean, like, it's, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It is a good movie. Um, I am still going to get it to finalize my collection. But at the same time, I do kind of wish that it was a little bit more like, you know, Freddy version versus Jason style fighting. Like, you know, let's, you know, Mortal Kombat, like, you know, fatality, you know, yeah. kind of moment. I just felt like this was more of like a simple, okay, slice, slice, slice. He's dead, you know, <laughs> grind him up. Don't you feel like <laughs> don't you feel like though that's kind of what society does? Like if we can't find a bad guy to blame something on, we're just gonna blame the closest thing to it. And Lori is so tied to to him, to Michael, that basically it's like you basically this Lori is now living in this town that she's cursed. Every time she shows up, right. there's an issue. And so I could see why the townspeople would be like we're kind of done with you like you need to end this and this is your fault but I don't know what do you think about that I get it but I mean I also feel like she still didn't deserve it though like again absolutely not and I feel like in the film doesn't suggest that she does the question the question isn't whether or not she deserves it I think I think it's a fair question to say 
that that's what that's the sort of thing that happens. It is. Oh, well, yeah, it no, people all are always time. willing to point a finger. You have to find than... someone to blame, yeah. especially in tragedy. It changes like the tide, right? Like we hate for one, people vilify one person one day and then all of a sudden they're the hero. Yeah. And maybe her parading him through the town and letting them all be a part of his death um, is her giving like the, their opportunity Danger. to kind of like catharsis for everyone. It's not just me that's been affected. It's now affected everyone. On a human level, that'd be traumatizing though. Mm-hmm. Like to see a dead body tied to a, a, a car parading down the street. I mean, like you have to really think ethically now, like, is that right? Well, they said that we don't do this here. And he said, tonight we do. <laughs> tonight we do. That's right. I, I just felt like, you know, it, it puts into question, you know, because there's a lot of layers to that as well. You know, yeah, the ethics and... to like politically, you know, certain situations. I mean, then it becomes a question of look how easy you got there, rather than thinking of the actual dilemma that you know was kind of faced, right? So I mean, like if it's that easy just to oh just tonight, right? Oh just tonight, you know, mm-hmm. then it comes like purge, the... right? <laughs> That's it. It's a purge prequel. And does it breed evil? in the town to allow for this one night of like listen we're gonna we're gonna look the other way tonight i think you have an interesting concept there i mean like that would have been interesting you know maybe them parading him out to try and give him death maybe a little bit of him went into everybody and now you have like this you know epic town of michaels uh, yeah like just the little michael people coming out of nowhere like oh you're one too (laughs) (laughs) you know be all creepy or something. I don't know. Mike, if, if Michael Myers is 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 is. It's Michael at working at a car wash. Michael at the bar. <laughs> they all do the look. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I, I have to share my thoughts. Not allowed. Sorry. Anyway, I, I have to. <laughs> I have so many feelings. I want to say before. Did you watch I... it or did you walk the dog halfway through it? No, I was in theater. I didn't have the dog yeah, with me. Uh, <laughs> a couple of caveats. Anybody who listens to this knows that horror is my least favorite genre. So, and and every, anybody who remembers last year when we did Halloween Kills knows that you two brought me into this franchise. Like I had no experience with it until we we sat down and watched this. So I watched the first one. You to add it to your roster. <laughs> and I, I watched the original and I watched the, I was going to say extra crispy. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> I watched the reboot and the sequel yeah. because we were doing Halloween Kills. And, and I really liked them. Which was so preachy, but good. I loved that about it. And I remember us disagreeing on it because that's what I thought was so interesting is I thought that it had a point. I didn't pay to see politics. I <laughs> that's what you said. Harder. That, yes. That's that's I did. Um, <laughs> I didn't pay to see politics. I was actually really excited about this film. And I also, now they, they threw me a little bit at first because I was like, I loved the idea that all three films should have been the same night. It's stupid. But I thought it was a really interesting idea. Like the movie's yeah. called Halloween, so it's one day anyway. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, the whole thing happens in one night, and you did it well in the first two movies. So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. All right, there's a time jump. Sure. All right, uh, 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 that happened. Fine. 
Um, and, and, and there were things I liked. I need to say that there were things I liked. I actually, and nobody mentioned this, I appreciated that Laurie Strode was moving on without, without revenge in her mind. Like it opens with her saying there's, there's no guns, there's no traps, there's no nothing in the house. And I thought to myself, I thought that's really interesting. It's not what I'm expecting, but it's really interesting because somebody who has endured a trauma and they're going to in a film where they're trying to wrap up what 12 movies. Is this 12? You said this is the this 12th was, one. This is the 13th. 13th one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they're wrapping it up without her having to kill him. Her having, like, it's not that we know that she's going to kill him, but she doesn't have to do it. You know what I mean? She's trying to move on. She, this book is her way of killing him. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's actually a really interesting message. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, Kat, on the conversations about evil. I want to have those conversations. We will have those conversations. Now, having said all these things, I thought it was one of the silliest movies I've seen this year and not just because I know you're like oh it's campy no it's bad writing and I will tell you why I will tell you why Come tell me a Halloween movie that has won an Oscar for its writing I'm not saying I'm not saying it's gonna win an Oscar yeah I'm saying that this is not a third movie at all yeah. ironically had this film come out previously it would have fit better in the trilogy like if it was one or two if this was number two mm -hmm. because they introduce a new main character yeah. for the whole movie for like no reason at all now i understand the theme of passing on evil i'm just talking strictly like rules of trilogy you yeah, yeah. had 40 you are trying to wrap up 40 years in this film and the main character is Corey. yeah and it's like who <laughs> i mean in the last movie they're like oh i was the kid she babysat and oh i yeah. remember that night and and you're bringing in Corey. um i'm like okay all right, this is a very unexpected day. And I thought the love plot, I thought the love plot was an excuse mm -hmm. because they were never gonna do Lori and Michael. And I'm not saying they should have. I'm saying they were never gonna do Lori and Michael, but they were trying to explore this idea of a, Yeah, I think they were, I, yes. Cause Lori I think- Michael's falling in love. I, I, because yeah, it, for the same reason, I still stand I think, that he's her brother. So yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's weird. I'm not saying it would have made sense, but I think there's an impulse because the two of them have been drawn together for 40 years for them to sort of suggest like the love of killing each other. Not love, but some sort of like some. I sort love of, you. <laughs> I I just felt like I felt like that they were trying to do that with this story. That's why I, I'm not saying they were going to go that route. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm picturing. I'm just like, yeah, yeah that's exactly what I see now. And it was, but I mean, and, and and again, forty years, and you're wrapping up the big bad as a sickly old man in the sewer. Who get? No, 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 no. Before you defend this, 
<laughs> that by the end of the film, Corey, and I'm going to keep using his name because his name is Corey, and I don't know why I think that's so funny, but I do. Corey, Corey goes, story. I, yeah. Corey's like, I need something from you, and takes his mask by pushing him over. And it's like, he got beat up by 20 people in the last film. And, and that's like, what aged him and what? caused him to have to go into this shadow like dungeon of a sewer. Shadow dungeon. He's eating rats for four years and the occasional <laughs> passerby. Yeah. <laughs> he got stronger once he connected with Corey. With Corey. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Somebody wants to say to be Trevor uh, Brad. I, <laughs> this, this is <laughs> Brad. Um, Casey, maybe. <laughs> Ch Chet. His yeah. name. His name is Chet. Um, but I mean, like, there, there's nothing. Like, I, I actually, in some ways, I really appreciated Corey's journey. Like, they wanted to show how evil generates, and I was like, okay, I'm on board with this. But for a as a movie, it kind of worked. At, to wrap up this trilogy, it did not. I'll give like, you that. You don't you bring you don't bring in a new character in the last one unless you're intending on making this continue. a new generation. And yeah. I don't want that to happen. I feel like they'll wreck it if they bring in a new Halloween with Corey. Yeah, like this. What is this? Like, isn't Scream? Corey Matthews yeah. as Michael Myers. <laughs> Wait, Corey Matthews was the guy on Boy Meets World. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's, that's a twist. I, I'd watch that. Oh um, my god. <laughs> I do agree with that, but do you think it was a relationship or do you think it was a trauma bond? Between the two of them? Yeah. Oh, it, it may have been. And you see, this is what I'm saying and about about them going. I think they were avoiding doing that with Michael and Lori. Because mm -hmm. I think they could have hinted at a trauma bond between the two of them, and it would have made sense. Well, I'm not Adam, saying yeah. I don't say, think it would have been well liked, but I think they could have gone that way. It would have made made sense. But like, I think that that's like when, when Alan said like he was thinking that um, they would create the new Lori and the new Michael, right. and I think that be the trauma bond that keeps Michael and Lori together is now being focused on the younger generation and that because I didn't see it as like a, oh so romantic like I'm in love with you like yes it may have started out with like having flirting and stuff but it was almost like they were both trying to escape something and one was falling into it and one was getting away from yes, it. yes I liked that I liked yeah. that and 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 I want to talk about that too because I like like there were things I liked mm -hmm. but okay in, in all seriousness think about this just just for the minute cut off the last five minutes or last 10 minutes of both of the second and third movies and switch them. So like the end of this, the end of this movie with most of the second movie and the end of this, the second movie with most of like this movie, They're it both works. The same way. No, 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 no. I think the, it, it, with the end with the final fight scene, you got You got to keep that. But the idea that evil is spreading through the city, which you said, they yeah. say that. See, this is what also upset me. They say that in the opening scene. Evil is spreading throughout the city. And it's not. It's all in Corey. Um, 
and and it's like or is it the the people turning against Corey for he had an accident like no it's the same as with Lori they're just blaming him it is the same as with Lori that's what they're connecting it to it's the same thing yeah but I don't think it's because they show other people that are committing acts of violence in that opening in that opening uh sequence with Lori she talks about how you know it's it's infecting others and I'm like oh this is very interesting maybe there's going to be a lot of people but like that mob mentality would have worked so much better in a set in the next film yes that's what I'm saying this is a good second film mm-hmm. and all they had to say was somehow to tie Corey to the rest of the franchise but he's a he's an entirely new like if they'd said like oh okay no could that have been, at the would have been weird the first one that he survived well, they, yeah. He, yeah, he could have been, or someone's son, someone's son yeah. who survived, you know, my dad remembers that night. Oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, uh, yeah, thanks for like watching our kid. He's just a kid. And now, again, if they want to show how evil spreads, maybe you want a kid who's completely fresh and clean at the start of the film and totally innocent. But I'm like, this is what upset me about it, is that it didn't work as a trilogy and i thought the whole point was to make this a trilogy and it felt like this one didn't follow the trajectory they had followed and i really liked the second one because i thought the second i mean evil dies tonight got really repetitive but it was actually trying to trying to get somewhere and i like elevated horror i've talked about this this i actually do very much like horror with a point but that's what I really liked about the second one. And I felt like it should have been the third movie if this was always going to be the last one. Yeah. I can see what you mean about the mob mentality. Like the ending of the second one maybe being the ending of the third. And I think they tried to bring it back around to that by parading him through the city. Yes, I, like I did catch that. Tying them together and having the victims all come to the place where it was like all of the surviving victims were there from the first and second movie Mm -hmm. but yeah I think like introducing a brand new character makes me very nervous that they're not done with this franchise and that to me would be a disservice because a if Jamie Lee Curtis isn't coming back then I don't want like you know we've seen the ones that didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and we all know how that's turned out. But like, <laughs> I don't. It, it makes me nervous that they're they're leaving their options open right. to create a new Halloween. And I would have liked a very neat and clean. This is it. Let's put it to bed. I I know they've already done it. Um, I would be. I like in this in that case if they were going to continue it I would be okay with them but they would have to reboot it you'd have a new Laurie Strode yeah and I would never watch that well they I know but Rob I know Rob Zombie but yeah Rob the Zombie. Rob Zombie one no thank you I didn't like those yeah I honestly uh, somebody <laughs> likes Rob Zombie's work it's it's not me I'm sorry Rob Zombie if you're listening to this I appreciate yes, if you're you listening the to this I appreciate <laughs> The movie didn't sit with me, but I still own it. <laughs> For context, yeah, you have to. It's part of the part of the th- the uh, thing of it. But like, I get the whole not fitting in with the trilogy. I see where you're going with that. That was what I didn't like. I don't want there to be any loose ends. I didn't love that there were loose ends with Corey. <laughs> yeah, you after you say it, it's... they would. But yeah, they didn't. 
they did not like Corey just kind of like yeah he was down on the ground and the police came in and then we never saw him again but in the fact in speaking to Michael Myers aging like that maybe it is a glimmer of hope that evil does weaken pass on. <laughs> and yeah I hope that evil passes on to me no like that it does come to a point of like is this going to continue or is this done and he was Michael Myers was pretty done yeah. Well, that's a good question, though. I mean, this this lies into leans into one I think is the key questions of the film is: Do you think that evil is infectious, and and if it's infectious, is it contagious? One hundred percent, it's contagious. Look at mob mentality. People look at anything is contagious now because you put it on the internet, and everyone has the ability to comment and to gripe and groan. And I, I honestly, even in even in regular life, I think evil is contagious and can become a mob mentality. Mm. It just takes a spark, right? I agree. Uh, you know, Handmaid's Tale, you know, mm -hmm. our society isn't too far off from that. So mm -hmm. I just look at that and go, well, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, you have one person's cause that enough people for some reason start to agree with. And then it becomes a question of, well, which side are you on? And then you know, mom mentality can happen even in that situation. So I mean, you know, who's right, who's wrong, you know, and then the fight breaks out and then it's just chaos. So I mean, like it just feeds off each other because then people just start getting, you know, they affected by whatever is being said or, you know, their ability to speak their mind and that continues and continues. It's like Twitter. Yeah, exactly. You know, one person says something and next thing you know, you have like a hundred people putting their two cents in and it's like, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's just a breeding ground uh you know i've seen it on facebook too same thing with the comments you know yeah. someone says one comment that no one agrees with and the next thing you know you have like plus 50 underneath the one name and you're just like what happened there and then it gets to the point where it's like you should kill yourself because you didn't know, like the same that, yeah. and then it's like wow like people go real extreme so yeah. quickly uh, but as a listener and viewer, please remember to like and subscribe here. I just, no, <laughs> you kidding. don't leave any mean comments yeah. under this video. <laughs> we are fragile and cannot handle it. <laughs> I think it's always been like that. Like, if we're talking, this is now off the topic of the movie and up the topic of evil. Look at Hitler and like how he turned an entire, like, mass masses of people and they didn't have social media and all of this access right like it's it's a evil is like a disease it eats you from the inside out yeah i i agree with that and i it's interesting we're talking about mob mentality i don't think it has to be that either i don't think it has to be mob mentality i think it can just i think it's like a baton and i think it can be passed and i think we see countless stories of abuse and like i i've been working in ministry for over 20 years and I've seen scars mm -hmm. and I've, I've seen people and teenagers who have had evil done to them and and it it, it festers and it mm -hmm. festers and I like the story that's what I liked about the story of uh of the granddaughter and uh and and Corey I don't I don't remember the granddaughter's name but I remember Corey uh and 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 this idea of the 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 battle almost the battle for their souls here yeah absolutely um and and because like 
and and Corey is just con- constantly being affirmed that he is the villain. No, mind you, he does keep accidentally killing people in the first half of the movie, but it seems accidentally? like accidentally. I mean, I, he accident. Hey, he accidentally kills the homeless man. That was an accident. I mean, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. Why did he let you live? <laughs> I'm not saying. I mean, anyway, um, but like it, it, the idea of it festering, I think for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you I could definitely feel like you, okay, like in him, I feel like you see the progression. Yes, you do. The beginning yeah. up until the point where, like, now he's seeking it out. Like and then there's that epic scene where they kill that one girl or whatever, and Michael takes over. Yeah. Him the normal way that he would do it. Like I think he did in the first movie that way, and that's why they were kind of paying homage to it and you know holding her up and then you know yeah. win. Um, but you know it was good. That's what I mean. Like I like that aspect of it. You know, but again, it also becomes a question of you know is this a force? Is this a uh, you know an entity? Is it uh, you know just something that spreads gradually? Is it psychological? Like you know, on what scale you know do you think it's necessarily kind of passing through? Like I know they kind of touched on it a bit and said that you know after the, the last one you know there's a series of this and copycats and blah 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 or whatever and then you know. Yeah. Just... <laughs> no, we're you froze for a second. I, it, yeah, and it speaks to resiliency too, right? Like, yeah. w- do we have those supports in our life? Did he have those supports? Phil yeah. Cena is yeah. here. Oh, hi. Hi, <laughs> Del. Hello. Um, and just that, like, sure, Lori and her granddaughter weren't always seeing eye to eye, but they had each other, and they knew that in the, in the end. And who were his supports, and where were they? He, well, he didn't really have any. I mean, he didn't. You know, and then with the bullying, I mean, like, you know, it was nice that Jamie Lee Curtis's character obviously, like, you know, jumped in there to try and help him out. But then it just got worse. Mm-hmm. If anything, it kind of fueled what was already bubbling inside him. Yeah. So it, if anything, it, it kind of added to, you know, him wanting to go back to the sewer and see Michael and, you know, seek him out, basically. And then, you know, obviously work with him. <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, I, I mean first of all he's getting beat up by kids in marching band but that's a whole other story uh but i mean i yeah it's i think in any in any trauma and the brain is the brain is left hurt and injured and wounded um if you keep reinforcing darkness you can lose sight of reality pretty quick mm-hmm. for sure um and i think that's that's what happened with with cory with cory uh, <laughs> um but i mean yeah i mean it seems strange he's like keeps going back to the sewer but in a world where everybody's beating on you and you have somebody who everybody fears mm-hmm. why wouldn't you like he essentially says doesn't he i think he actually literally says teach me i think he says something to that effect um it, 
It's a really bad big brother, yeah. big sister program. <laughs> <laughs> and in like a twisted way too, it's like, it seems like um, Michael was the only one that really like showed that he was on his side or that like cared for him in a really sick twisted way. Like wasn't beating him up and didn't didn't end up killing him when he saw him face to face kind of thing, right? So he was like, okay, no one else like and like isn't Corey right yeah <laughs> didn't have like the best like life with his mom and you know what I mean like I guess his dad tried but hard to have that relationship but it just seemed that like he he was getting in a sick twisted way the most support from going down there and then learning the Michael's ways I guess <laughs> so. and when Michael was a kid he was an outcast yeah True. he was a weirdo and he was i don't know a murderer i guess but depending on which movie you watch but uh yeah maybe he, it was it was like a protege it was like a he saw something in him that he recognized yeah and well, it, was love. it was love <laughs> <laughs> baby love don't it. hurt me <laughs> no more <laughs> Well, okay, if that's the case, you know, with this particular film, with this with this one in the thing, what do you think it says or, or what what has to be done to contain or even kill evil? Because as evil killed, I mean, the, the last thing Laurie says of the film is evil never dies. It, it never just, dies. It changes shapes. <laughs> Which, by the way, did they ever call that guy the shape other than like the opening credits? I was like, no. oh, the shape. Oh, okay. He that's gonna be his super villain name. Yeah, it, no, they never they never referred to it again. Sure. It was like they put it there so they could just make the joke make the line resonate at the end anyway. Um but I, I, I was wondering what you what you think of that. I don't think I think it's true that you eradicate one aspect of evil and it comes up again in other it's like a constant battle forever. <laughs> And it's going to change and it's going to come in different forms and it's going to come in different avenues and venues and different and be pre like presented differently. But there's always something. Yeah, I agree. I personally think that, you know, it's like, you know, where there's light, there's dark, where there's dark, there's light, you know, there's balance. So, I mean, like, you can't have one without the other. So, just because this version of evil is over doesn't mean that it, it's not going to continue to exist afterwards. You know, it could be different next time. You know, maybe it's a different mass that's coming. You know, maybe this is their opportunity to introduce a new legendary character, you know. Which is Corey, because really what happened to him? legendary Corey. <laughs> just doesn't have that scary ring to it. and it's like he has that attraction too like he's very attractive so you never know the girls are gonna be like hey and then he's gonna be like i'm gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> Corey, the seducer <laughs> There you go. That's, that's, a, that's the new franchise. Corey, Corey the seducer. I will there never. <laughs> but yeah, like we, it changes shape. It's a good thing to lean on because it does bring in that preachy aspect of the second one of like, you know, it is all consuming and it can, depending on who you are and who what you have within you, it can consume you. 
And some people actually let it, like in a way, Corey let it and he liked it. And I also think as well, like Kat, you were saying that like Michael didn't have a great upbringing either, right? So it was like all this hate was like thrown at him, right? And like same with Corey. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, so those people are horrible. Like that's what's going through your head, right? As someone that's being bullied or whatever. And a lot of times bullies don't end up like thriving in society like it just kind of like you know what I mean like it can Mm -hmm. if not like supported by um supportive people around you like it can go one way or another and that's I feel like the evil when you're trying to evil in it's like oh it's easier to be evil than it is to be kind right like that's what Mm. people say all the time it's easier to be negative and hateful than it is to be kind and positive so no, it's not. <laughs> and on that note, no, I'm just talking about the thing over. Just We're it. done. It's over. And that's a wrap. No. Halloween ends. Catherine in the bathroom. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a... the diarrhea poops from the popcorn. Is this a podcast? Yeah, yep. we can edit this out. Don't edit it. Don't do it. I can't well, edit out all of her poop stories. So. <laughs> I'm gonna there's too many <laughs> be a three minute podcast <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about halloween ends welcome to the conversation where we started the conversation. this was screaming thanks for joining us thanks for joining us um i i will say i thought it was interesting though in the film that the granddaughter is actually directly asked by by Corey um whether or not or or what saved her mm-hmm. does she say her mother i think she says her mother or does she say her grandmother maybe her grandma see i'm not sh- i don't remember that but i mean it yeah. was it was some indication i thought she said her mother um maybe but i could be wrong it, because then didn't it turn to like a clip of a picture that's like in the house or something with like what's the mom's name anyways i can't yeah i can't really remember who knows what the mother's name is they barely mention her in this one her her death meant her death meant nothing Uh, i call her for pardon i don't remember her death so i call her a name from a different movie that she was in fern mayo (laughs) okay with the death of fern um (laughs) no but like but there's something there in like you talked about before about supportive environment and just a positive voice and that's what i said that was what i liked i liked that laurie still wasn't hell bent on revenge because in my mind it showed real maturity to make that step it was like they didn't just want to you know okay let's go let's go i'm i'm ready i'm gonna i'm gonna kill him to make her into an like you know the uh linda hamilton and the terminator you know they wanted to show real growth in her by she's working out her book and she's trying there's no traps in the house although again it's jarring Wait, are the here. traps not just in her mind i don't think she was i don't but think she was gearing up for a fight and says you're not like it's not you're not free from evil and death you're obsessed with it 
Yeah, but don't you think that's only because of like Corey starting to be like weird? a wackadoo? But yeah, like, but it turns the, out she's right. So scene, she should have been. But it's like I get how like you can still a bit be positive and that not consume your mind until the things around you start to be like you question it like what's going on you know what I mean yeah so is Allison just angry at her because she says oh yeah for sure because she's like oh you don't want me to be with Corey and whatever and all that stuff right and she's like I just want you to be safe and then something like because she says you pretend you moved on but you're actually just obsessed with that no see yeah I just thought that was I know she's not a teen but i just thought of it as like teen angst like yeah. it was sort of like yeah like lashing you, out because you don't want me to be with Corey. yeah you know uh... <laughs> well and it's i feel like for her granddaughter it's probably the in a while because her previous partner was like horrible right like yeah. he got drunk cop or something like that mm-hmm. or like an alcoholic yeah. or something yeah. so it's almost like the the granddaughter's like oh my gosh this guy like like really likes me and like wants to like drive away into the sunset like you know what I mean like have a life together so it's like the honeymoon phase like you're consumed by it right so yeah right before the killing spree it's but like, it's like, not like until, one heck of a honeymoon phase it's always what happens it's not until she I mean four years to write a book but it's not until she Kills. I mean, Sorry. come on, Lori. That was my that was write my your book. Is that she's holding on to this for four years and writing it, but it's not until he's actually dead that she a finishes the book and b finally starts to oh, look outside for her relationship with that cop. I see what you're it's, saying. Okay, that's a fair point. So it's like she's that's holding on. So smart. I know I'm a genius. She's <laughs> she's holding on to this stuff. She and that's the, the quote is yes, yeah, she's being a sassy teenager. But she's always seeing the negatives and it isn't until he's finally dead that she can close the yeah. book and then she can say, tell me about those cherry blossoms. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That was good. She won't let herself live until... Yeah. Yeah. The book thing's kind of been done, though. I mean, they did it in Scream 4. That's yeah. the issue. Sorry, what did you say? The book thing? The book thing. <laughs> People were Yeah, and Courtney Cox oh. wrote that book faster well, than four well, yeah. years well, yeah obviously it's true you're right <laughs> good point like, this is this she is was not a, a new story section. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, okay. this is a way to pay off your mortgage is what that right? is <laughs> it's like it's for all the therapy write a book <laughs> that see, speak to the fact that you can be trapped still that's fair without the without the real traps no that's true that's a fair point i i like that point I still got the sense, though, that as she was writing, she was at peace. Nervous? She was trying. Yes. yes. Um, like, this was, like, when we see her in the in the reboot in Halloween, um, she's, she's ready to go. She's been training for 40 years. You know, mm. she's been, like, let's, I'm ready to go. And, and she's not just holding on to it. She's preparing for war. Yeah. Um, for what she thinks is inevitable. In this film, she's much she's a very peaceful character, you know, until she slices him. Um and and her her involvement isn't because she has to kill Michael. Her involvement is to try and save her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. You know, like she goes she goes and spends time with Corey and and actually tries to save Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sits in there and says Corey and talks to him about, you know, um, you know, be you know, being careful and coming back, and 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 there's not too late. But uh, 
See, that to me is, that's killing evil. Now, I mean, it may be at the end of the film, it's like, okay, this guy is dead. But as we said, the evil's not gone. It's just changed shape, right? So it's it's not that it's a perfect space, but this idea of killing evil is is much more psychological and even even pseudo pseudo spiritual in some ways and i don't mean like you know they were praying for it but like there's a there's a healing of her soul that is trying to yeah and happen. her her evil is gone now that's yes, why she's that's able I mean. to open up and that's why she's able to accept this uh, these other people in her life so it may do like what we were saying and change shape and then it becomes someone else's evil yeah i really hope it doesn't though <laughs> Corey's. Let Michael rest. Corey's happen. revenge. Right. Corey, sound, the name Corey. Corey just makes me think of this guy in a Letterman jacket going to high school in the mid '80s. That's what it yeah. thinks. On the football team, killing everyone. The football team. That's right. on, you won't even recognize him, and then he'll reveal. Yeah. He'll be like, "It's me, Corey." <laughs> it's a, Corey, it's you. Cool. I remember when you were on the yearbook committee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Corey. That Corey. <laughs> That's so Corey. That's the next movie. That's so That's Corey. So Corey. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, Corey. <laughs> Four people I died last night. Oh, Corey. That Corey, you know him. Such a rascal. <laughs> Such a rascal. All I right. hope Halloween has ended. And and our podcast should probably start ending as well. <gasps> yeah. I'm glad I was able to like pop in. I'm glad you did too. In fact, you can stay for this too since you're here. We're gonna screen it what? or skip it. <laughs> Halloween ends. Screen it or skip it. Screen it. Screen it. Gotta screen it. Alan, really? Because well, if you've seen the first two, if you've seen the third one, it'd be kind of stupid to be like, don't watch it. So, I mean, Honestly, I'm going to say skip it. <laughs> I feel like don't skip it because if you have invested, like me and Catherine watched it, like I don't really, I know this is like campy horror. Like it's not like, but like I don't watch horror movies at all and like Catherine started slowly introducing them to me last year so we watched them around like Halloween and then it falls into Christmas or whatever she's um, watched all 13 movies now yeah so wow. I feel like you owe it to yourself to kind of end it for yourself like so screen it like you know what I mean like it's fair might as well like it's, I, it's a little bit you're i mean i was sitting there kind of being like okay like i got it like we know he's gonna like die so people are like oh, do you know he's gonna die like the man's gonna die people are gonna whatever right but like just might as well like you've invested all your time into the other movies and if you're a halloween fan you've wasted a lot of other movies <laughs> It's true. <laughs> that were worse than this one. That's also, fair. Like, yes, we definitely wasted a lot of our time. Um, there's a lot of and we have to keep that... going. Yeah. So I still say this is a half decent middle movie. It should have Dell wasn't here for this part. I saw my argument was is that this should have been the second movie building up to the the second movie. 
or what became the second movie. Like by the second movie, everybody's going crazy. Like this would have been a good lead up to it, but anyway. And, uh... So if you want to watch, you could watch Halloween, Halloween ends, Halloween kills. Sure. sure. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> now you're just like, okay. yeah, now you're just screwing it up. <laughs> yeah. Just watch all. Again, the- I don't have any investment in this franchise. There in the podcast world, just watch all the movies. If you <laughs> might as well, if you're sick or you're just not working, might as well just watch some. What else are you can do with your life? You no. Know? <laughs> If you sat through Halloween three and watched that entire yeah. movie, you better sit through this movie because right. you owe it to yourself to end this. And on that note, good. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Fantastic. And on that note, um, thank you all so much for being, uh, being here and being part of the conversation. I really do appreciate it. And for all of you who are listening, a reminder, you can find us wherever podcasts are available. Uh, and you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube because we always, as we said before, social media is is the gold standard of entertainment in our the culture. Root of all evil. I think that's why it's the root of all evil. Uh, if you go to the podcast page at screenfish.net, you can download Fishing for More, which are some small group questions to get the conversation started where you are. Um, I hope that we'll be back next week. I'm having some problems getting the schedule worked out, but. <laughs> I'm having some problems. Like, do we need a therapy session? I mean, I don't I, I, I do need that. No. <laughs> it's um, been a blast in a glass. <laughs> Tune in next time when we review Corey Kills. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely be here. For that's, that so that's, that's so Corey. That's so That's so Corey. I mean, like, that's such a Corey thing to do. Corey. <laughs> that's a Corey, such a Corey thing to do. Um, <laughs> as always, we started the conversation. This was Screenfish. Yeah.